0: Can't get enough of Cthulhu in Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at The Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by The Bardic College. I'm Raz, (laughs) your keeper, and I'm joined by the entire cast tonight in 1349 Venice. Uh, The team has time slipped back through the use of black magic to acquire one of the items of power... Uh, the Bible made and bound in human skin. And to talk a little bit about that and let us know where their characters' heads sort of are at are our players. We'll start with uh Sid. Sid, how is um how how are you feeling? How's Joel and Sid making out in Venice at this point?
2: Uh you know, I think um Sid is uh probably quietly a little wide-eyed at everything they're experiencing. I don't know I can't speak for the rest of the group, but the idea of going back in time. Seeing everything that's different yet the same—that if that makes any sense as far as the buildings and and everything that's going on. How things are so radically different—it's a bit of a mind bender for him. He's excited yet he's apprehensive. I think he's already seen some made some questionable uh, conclusions about Arturo, and uh, just get on with what we got to get on here and uh, get the deal done.
1: Excellent, and that that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Half the time, anyway, is let's just keep going, right? Let's. Uh... our heads down and figure out what we have to do and move on. Melinda, our editor and playing the lovely Faye Dawson. Mel, Faye is, uh, Faye's back in history, just like Professor John. How's that making her feel?
0: Well, she's really excited. Um, Well, as excited as you can be, uh, you know, traversing through a dangerous time looking for a dangerous object. But No, it's she's surrounded by things that she's read about and she's studied in school. And now she actually gets to see it in it's prime instead of, you know, excavating for it. So, no, she's trying to remain focused on the task at hand, but she's also just can't help but just get distracted by all of the really cool things that's going on around her. Although she could do without the corset. She really misses her pants.
1: Right. (laughs) Well, corsets be damned. It was the time. What are we going to do? Our punching bag through Venice, unfortunately, has been uh, Lauren, who plays Catherine Ross. And Catherine, you've, uh, Lauren, you've you've had to put Catherine through quite, we've put her through a lot of paces. A lot of yeah. big reveals, a lot of shocking moments. And uh, as Venice is coming to the close, how is she feeling right now? Is, is she happy to be in 1349? I know off air you keep talking about goat farming and uh, becoming part of the local farming community on the hills of Venice, maybe making wine. But is she determined to get through this? How, how is she holding up?
3: I'll have to say, conducting some sort of bizarre witchcraft ritual thing to bring herself and her companions through time, it's kind of playing on her mind. Everything's playing on her mind. She's, she's been slowly losing it since, you know, the conclusion of Germany. The, the joke of the goat farm may not be a joke. If this whole Arturo Noemi thing goes down like south, sideways, pear-shaped, what have you, she may just hand her gun back, the the, the antibiotics and go, guys, just go. Because honestly, what's what's back home for her? Her cat and her crazy uncle? No, like, she's you,
1: tired. You a bitch. blooming
3: friendship <laughs> with everybody?
1: You would leave Aloysius Banks at this point in his life, in his frail dotage? <laughs> How dare you?
3: He, Aloysius Banks, has a lovely wife, a lot of money, and Why a summer he... house in France, okay? Um, uh,
1: define a lot. So, anyway.
3: He doesn't <laughs> he need me. He
0: also left you for dead in that bookshop one time, so. Exactly. He wow. told me
3: dowdy. He left me alone. Okay. Yeah.
1: Anyone who has an eye of Aramon is absolutely not allowed tonight to use it for effect because she brought up something <laughs> that was. <laughs> <laughs> that that was, was mean. You're you're going back to like episode three and slapping me for that. That's 15 hours <laughs> of listenership plus 20 hours that we've recorded. How can you do that to me? All right.
0: You call it a slap in the face. I call it an <laughs> Easter egg for the
1: listeners. <laughs> All right. Well, good enough.
3: <laughs> Following up on that Easter egg, listeners, Catherine's a natural 75 in appearance. She just doesn't dress flashy and has RBF. So yeah. Stick that in your maybe pipe she, and smoke it.
2: Maybe she's good-looking with bad breath. Maybe that's the deal. Oh.
3: Wow.
4: <laughs> wow. That would be very inconvenient, since she's a Can nurse and has to, that? you know, be on top of people as they're healing.
2: Hmm. Ugh. Oh, absolutely. I don't recommend... I just, Jesus.
3: <laughs> I don't yeah. recommend being on top of people. It's bad, like injuries, compression. Don't do that shit.
1: So we also have, sitting at the table with us, uh, Kayla playing Aveline Hammond, international vigilante, uh, and now time traveler as well. Um, the Reflections' reputation can only grow from here. (laughs) How's Aveline holding together?
4: Well, now that you mention it, Keeper, she could make it seem like the Reflection is immortal, but yeah, she's, uh, she's happy that she did not get beaten Possibly assaulted or caught by the police of the 1300s as well by the after murdering all those Doctors who are trying to take our boy Maxim away, but uh, Is she upset that she had to throw Catherine into the garbage? Maybe Jury is still
1: up. <laughs> the jury's still out on that and I want you to think about this if somehow you can get one person to write down in one history book that there was some reference to a reflection, you would be the first vigilante ever. You'd be like the first masked vigilante. you trump them all. That'd be awesome.
4: <laughs> that is my quest. That and, of course, quest.
1: at the end of the table, last but not least, we have uh, Scott playing Professor John Schoolie. Scott did point out to me, uh, I think it was off air, he was actually the first, that uh, as a history professor, this is living the dream uh, in a way. So, um, but besides the shooting and everything else, is he doing well? Is uh, Professor Schooley ho- holding on to his sanity uh, there, Scott? Yeah,
5: so I think he's um, he's just, uh, you know, sort of enthralled in the circumstances that we all find ourselves in right now. You know, the, the smells and the, the feels and the, the looks... The, you know the all the the sensory information coming in it's it's overwhelming for for a history buff a uh, you know a history nut history professor I think I mentioned it right before we were starting but uh, sort of a it, I think an interesting observation that uh, that he's making is he's watching this sort of living history go on around the group he kind of realized that he's he's looking at something that's dead that's past and he almost feels somewhat disconnected from it. It's kind of like a uh, freeing feeling, you know? Sometimes you're bound by uh, the now, and he feels maybe released from that.
1: So, th- like, uh, th- may I use the quote that you used uh, well, just before we started? Um, yeah. It only matters so much because they're all dead. <laughs> so there's not really. They're all dead, anyways. <laughs> right. So there's only some, I mean. If we, had enough, if we had an Uzi, if we had enough weapons, we could have just mowed this whole town down. It doesn't matter because they all would have been dead anyway. So I, I, I get where you're coming from. I, in a Cthulian way, I, I kind of see the logic there. Okay, so when we last left our players, um, we had an interesting development. Two of these plague doctors had cornered them, stopped them on the street, grabbed their newfound friend, an English captain who's been down on his luck, named uh, Thomas Markham. And Markham had promised them a, pl- a safe place to stay uh, within the city walls, someplace that uh, he knew of away from the dock area where there was a lot of activity and commotion. These doctors grabbed them, a fight ensued, and the team was forced to defend themselves. Uh, shots were fired from Modern Weapons, alerting a lot of people in the district of the city, and a chase ensued, but Aveline was able to lead them off and kind of through stealth skill and a little bit of luck shake the guards and make her way back to her uh, companions at this home not far from one of the shopping districts of venice so that's where we pick up so it's the next morning uh you've been in venice roughly about 10 12 hours you're sleeping you know you you wake up and um markham has already whistling and making himself ready and uh unless you have any specific needs that we haven't discussed uh that you want to do last minute he will be heading off to the shop's to purchase the attire at the quality and level that you feel would make you blend in a little bit better than just a regular common peasant moving about Venice. Uh, So did anybody else have anything?
5: I think um, although we're away from the docks, we're still sort of, you know, we're, we're not too far from like the scene that happened last night with the plague doctors and what have you. So did we want him to try to move us again away from here? Was that something we
1: had discussed? Not yet. I think everyone said with a few haircuts and the new clothing that they thought that would be more than sufficient okay. for the, the time that you had. Yeah.
5: And we feel like we've kind of bribed the, the house mistress who owns this place then, as far as... Obviously, there's a connection of hurried people rushing in the middle of the night around the time that these horrible noises were going off, but we feel comfortable with that then.
1: Yes, you've, uh, through Markham's amazingly stingy ability to flesh out a bribe, um, he gets the most bang for his buck. But So, yeah, he gave her enough to keep her on the... Le- um, you know, looking for the carrot, not the stick sort of thing. She believes there's more to be had and uh, he's told her there will be as long as she shows obedience and allegiance and keeps everybody safe. So he's not going to throw the money up front at her and then have her possibly turn. He's playing that different game of, listen, every day, you'll get yours, but at the end of the day when we're safe, not before.
5: He's now, I, you know, we, we you were talking about counting Ammo Keeper. We should also count our ingots, I think, right? Yeah. Um, did you say we had brought 15? There's five
1: of you? Yeah, I had figured about three each.
5: Okay, and we have used about one of them. Yeah. And he's going to get some cash for us like take an ingot with him out for the clothes shopping and
1: bring back some
5: local currency. Yes.
3: Someone should go with him to make sure he's not being a dirty cheat or yeah.
5: that he just takes off with the gold ingot and never comes back. You know, that's There you go. Cuz it is a gold ingot. How about um well, he's not going to need, you know, all that gold ingot, right, for the clothes? No. So how about we how about we chop off, you know, the the piece of piece of gold that he that he needs because he still is due an entire ingot so why you know take one fifth or one sixth of what he's due it seems like we're not you know the whole problem is is that we stand out right now Mm -hmm. you know we don't we don't look we, we look like people to be preyed upon you know the peasants of the of the era
1: right so who's going to negotiate him and half of an ingot going out and is there someone going to go with him
3: I think that someone should go with him. Not to be sexist, think, it should probably be a guy. Not
1: oh, to be really? sexist, I, I, in all I, I think honesty, it should, be a woman, it should probably be a woman. Because it should be a, woman. Yes. A, a woman's gonna know what women need in fashion, and a man probably correct. wouldn't. Oh, and also
5: would would mix in better too—a man and a woman. Yeah, a man and a woman
1: together versus Aveline? two men are looking for trouble. Right? I, Aveline, Aveline, what'd Aveline did you have to say?
4: No, it was we were me and Faye were pointing at ourselves. Oh, so, so
1: who, then, who would go? then okay. I
4: realized I probably shouldn't go out. Yeah, I probably shouldn't go out because mm-hmm. I just got chased down by some. Yeah, yeah
0: I was
3: gotta be Faye.
0: I was thinking me because um I was a student of history, so I know what women would be wearing around this time.
1: Better um, chance, yeah.
0: Also, um, I speak two languages, so just in case I see somebody out there that speaks to me, but I also can keep my mouth shut and okay. just go with him and so, try not to headbutt anyone. Right. I will try my hardest, but I make
5: no sense. And who's
1: telling Let's... him that he's giving the ingot back so that you can slap it down, cut it, and give him what left is left? I'll you know, you can take care of that. All right. But it's not hit. That's not the ingot we're paying him, correct? No.
2: no, we're doing the same thing: the carrot versus the stick with him. So we could either break off a little piece of his and give him a piece at a time. You know what I mean?
1: Uh, however you want to do that's that. the conversation,
2: right? So because otherwise, if he keeps seeing money going other places, and be like. You know, how much of these funds do you have left? Right. Well, you that's know. right. So well,
5: he walks I think up. I part of the conversation would simply be showing this is your ingot here. It's not going to be touched. When our business is done, this is yours free and clear. This ingot here is our working ingot that we're needing to use to, you know, <laughs> to, to take we're care of business.
3: Regular
1: ingot? ingot it's ingot. the same ingot.
5: <laughs> this is... And this, this is the. i right.
1: It's
5: not going to show him the bag of like fifteen, like I rattling, pulling out, you know, clink, clink, clink. All right. But, so uh, he, no. and,
1: yeah. he and he and Fay are going to dispatch themselves at about 10 a.m. He eats an amazing amount of food before he leaves, and seems like he's been starving maybe a bit. Yeah, probably. And mm. he's got an Italian woman cooking, so he's got, you know, food, and he gave her enough shavings to go out and buy a fresh baked bread, small wheel of a, of this very delicate cheese that he's heating on the bread. <laughs> you know, he's doing the whole, he's had wine. Uh, it's been a hell of a morning already for Markham and it's only like 10 a.m. when he says to Sounds fight. like a great morning. Yeah. Oh great. yeah, fresh fruit, clement, small blood oranges. Uh, it's, you know,
5: it's great. And since we want to get to indulge yourself, my friend, we are grateful for your help and really want to see you do well for
1: it. Oh, you are a gentleman, sir. More, more than I have met most in this country, most of them foul people. Foul, not you, of course, senorina. Um, You make a delicious baked cheese on bread, which I wonder what day if they will ever call this something else besides baked cheese on bread. It's rather long and cumbersome. But, but Miss Miss Fay, are you ready to join me in the shops, dear lady? And... Peruse the fineries that Venice has for us to purchase and procure.
0: By all means, good sir, let's lead the way,
1: madam. Does he seem a little inebriated? Oh, yeah, Ma- <laughs> madam. I must first warn you that I have an incredibly toned ass, and I will absolutely refute any touching of it as we walk through the streets of this fair city. Now,
0: oh, Markham, I don't believe that will be an issue, but please lead the way.
1: Oh, see? Lead the way, you saucy banks. (laughs) Lead the way, (laughs) she says. (laughs) And he starts walking.
0: Faye's eyes roll so hard, it's like they're going to get stuck in the back of her head, and she just
1: leaves. Aveline, would you give her a thumbs up on the way out, just to sort of send her on her way with a... I see Catherine would.
0: (laughs) would,
4: uh, Aveline would also say, you know, there's a weak spot right between the legs if you need
0: it. Faye would also give back a rude she would give a rude gesture to uh, the two
3: idiots and just leave. <laughs> he reminds me of my uncle when he was young. Oh, the stories of his days at Eton.
1: So he walked he walks you through. He's taken, which he didn't have last night, a very fi- a fine looking walking stick, a little bit longer than an actual, so it's a little bit more ostentatious. He's got that. He found it in the house. You're not sure if he was even supposed to take it. But he did, and he's walking along. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
1: and he's like, um, so shall we take care of the gentlemen first, or would you prefer to go to the shops for the ladies and get those out of the way, their garments being so much more complicated than the regular pantaloons and shirts that the gentlemen will will require?
0: No, we'll save the best for last. Why don't we go to, uh, let's go go take care of the gentlemen first.
1: Very well, very well. The type of thing you're looking for, ma'am, is, uh, milady... (laughs) Oh, sorry, Uh, is uh down this street here? So this is where we can find those bits of garments and shoes. Were you c- good enough to get the foot size of the gentleman that you travel with? I know that one mustachioed man is rather large. wasn't sure if you knew his actual <laughs> sorry foot size. Having a little bit of a re, recurgence there. Sorry, madam. But uh, this way, I believe, and we'll we'll be able to quietly and carefully pick out the garments that you seek. And as soon as he says quietly Fay, he's here. Antonio. There you are, my friend. Let me introduce to you Madam Milady Ma- 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 Signorina Fay Dawson, here to buy some of your very very special garments. The stuff you have in the back, please, not this chintz. The, for her two gentlemen friends. Yes, she has two gentlemen friends, but I don't mean it like that. You understand what I'm saying. Please. So, he whisks you into the shop. Uh, Within about a half hour, you've bought outfits that are, you know, in the size of the boys. Got the things you need. He then leads you to a woman's shop as well. Purses, whatever hair thing they were wearing in Italy at the time, of Venice. You, you've definitely sort your yourself out um the whole trip probably takes about an hour and a half to two hours by time you're done because each lady has to look something different i mean you're not buying the same dress three times they're all handmade you know there's a lot of tailored work to this stuff so it took a little longer than you thought but within two hours you're on your way back towards the uh towards the hostel where you're staying.
0: Excellent. I obviously get myself the prettiest dress. I have them all with me, right? Uh-huh. Like they were all
1: He's carrying all the packages. You're not allowed. I mean, he wouldn't have you carry anything. Matter of fact, he probably hired a small a, a young boy in the street to carry it for the two of you.
0: Yeah, Faye makes a mental note and she said, "God, I love I love the 1300s. This is great. I don't have to carry a damn thing." I walk into the hostel and go, "All right, everybody, we're in business. I got plenty of goods for all of us. We're all going to look we're all going to be dressed to the nines.
1: So everybody uh, puts yeah. on their clothing. It all primarily fits. We're not here to worry about the haves and the have-nots of, the, you know, what styles and stuff. Everybody kind of gets into the clothes. Faye did a pretty good job, of a little bit of a cinch here or there. The lady of the house is able to take in, a you know, a little bit of a side for someone that was, you know, si- half-size-too-big, whatever it is. And we'll say that right around by time everyone's washed and dressed and kind of, you know, perfumed, Faye bought this powder that people apply to their body to help with... Perspiration smells and things of that nature, because while you may not have that lingering human body smell back then, they probably did. And you should at least smell like the perfumes that were being used at that time. So, yeah, she's she's outfitted you so that with the exception of the language barrier, you guys, for the most part, look like upper middle class merchant type families in venice during the 1300 you know 1349
5: do the uh do the women's clothing afford some sort of place for them to hide their weaponry oh yeah each has a
1: handbag yeah petticoat
5: yeah
0: yeah Yeah. underneath the petticoats we could probably with how large the dresses were back then dirty comments aside like we could probably hide like people underneath our skirts Oh,
5: understood but it's hard to access that area you can't exactly
1: shove your hand down there (laughs)
0: <laughs> whoa whoa
1: well you can pull the skirt to <laughs> the side and reach easy yeah, it's, not, it's a...
3: not as hard as you would imagine they have bags. also we send the smallest party member i.e fay fay get my gun and she would uh, descend right oh yeah like i'm gonna bend down
0: that easily in a corset you got another thing coming woman i'm think... keeping yours in your handbag
5: <laughs> i think the keeper said you have handbags yes there yes. we go there we go and a fan.
0: I have my fan out with my handgun on the other side, so I just turn it and I go.
1: Right. <laughs> Strap so what was the I, idea? I, How do you want to try I, to find out the location of or where Noemi may be held up at this point? There was
5: um there was a question too that we may want to discuss right now as mm-hmm. as to our approach to Noemi because we were talking about do we want to try to bring the box with us. Do we want to, you know, hold back the letter for Arturo? Had we made any decision about, you know, our how how we want to approach her?
3: I still say box lady isn't a bad idea. And, okay, maybe mm, that would be difficult. Maybe, maybe not bringing box lady, but, like, accessing box lady. It's like, hey, we're here to help.
5: Give us some intel. Here's my only question. She getting the box lady is a risk. You know, it's right in the middle of the church if we're able to get her on our side she may have people that can go with us to to help get the box lady because she doesn't know where she is right Bruno?
1: You're That's talking about Noemi, yes. Noemi has no idea where Arturo has left. So her the problem senorita. is
5: that she just doesn't know where the Senorita is. But Correct. we do, so she could perhaps send you know interference or assistance or you know whatever. Because the the five of us going and trying to pull this you know pull this uh, box out from underneath the nave is a bit of a risk.
1: Yeah, Sid, what do you got?
2: Well, I was just going to say it might be a good idea if we started calling her by her given name instead of the woman in the box, since it's a very good chance that Noemi has no idea she's in a box, and her given name is, no- is Novena Prozczech. Davina. Davina, Davina, Davina Prozczech. Yeah, Davina, yep. Senorina Prozczech, Davina. Yep. So if we start calling her Senorina check, it might be a better idea than the chick in the
5: box. That's no, uh, I
3: mean, right, so. that is incredibly tactful, Sydney. I, however...
5: Well, I am up. a tactful fellow. Uh, well, well, we won't go down that road, but I do, I do give you kudos, kudo, Sid.
3: It,
5: that was definitely uh, an advancement of the taxes system. me, gentlemen of the world.
0: That's what I like to call character development, right there.
5: Mm. Aveline, I what are your you thoughts
1: have, on uh, understanding when I develop <laughs> into a madman? <laughs> wow. What are your thoughts about reaching out? Do you think that it's that there's a benefit to going to try to get Noemi before? Going after bringing Davina or bringing Davina to Noemi?
4: I mean, bringing the Davina, not the woman in the box. I was about to say the woman in the box. Sorry. She has a name. She has a soul. I think bringing Davina would be like decent idea because it's like, hey, we knew where she was. We're from the future. Believe us, please. Not a gift, but a friendly face. I don't know. I, that's my thought process.
5: Okay. So somebody just mentioned this and it it, it seems she doesn't know she's... You know, she doesn't yeah. know she's a Slayer song in a box, dead skin mask. You know, she, she may not. Be to her. If we that bring is... her loved one as a dead skin box, she is going to freak the crap out on us. So we've got to, yeah. we've got to like break the news to her and throw it all on Arturo. And then we are here to help her.
3: Yes, that we can be like, hey, we know where Davina is. Arturo, Arturo did it. He's a bitch
5: and maybe there's something we can do to reverse the process or something
2: i was gonna say i think the other problem is if we just arrive with this woman whether she's in a box or she's not a box it's not going to sound like listen, we found her, we're from the future, believe me, it's going to sound like we're saying that, but we've actually come from her brother and it's part of some other plot because that seems a lot more feasible than we've come from the future, especially since we won't look like we've come from the future.
0: Yeah, I think that we should just leave the woman in the box alone for right now. Like, I think that if we just go in guns a-blazing with this skin box, I think that Noemi's going to come for our throats. I think that we should just keep her where she is, but have all of the information and have all the answers to any of her questions available like we'll just be totally upfront with her uh shift as much as obviously we'll shift the blame onto Arturo for how she got like this but right
5: okay yeah well
0: i will leave her
5: so that brings to question then the letter sid sid made a a really good point in our last session about not cuz i was thinking we give her the letter but sid sid made a good point about not giving to what what do we think about that?
1: The letter, yeah, for the listeners at home, just to explain, the letter is written by Arturo, if you remember from the a previous episode. It is sealed with the Giovanni signet ring. Um, it's basically a one-use believe, because once it's opened, anybody could have tampered with it, messed with it, whatever. So, yeah, it's... You, Sid, you
5: said something about if we preserve it, it could be a tool that we use to manipulate Arturo at that time, which... Which was an astute point, but it's also the easiest end with Noemi. The problem is if we if we give it to Noemi, she's going to open it up. So
2: then the only play with Arturo is attack. If we hold off and and then we use this, you know, we, we if we can get uh, Noemi on our side without it, then we can let her know later that the reason for it is to use it. Against Totoro to get close to him, because we need to see what her plan is for attacking him.
5: So maybe we, have just, a plan. maybe we just maybe we just be flexible and see how she receives us, and keep the letter as a backup. You know, if it's really, really going south, we can be like, look, we had some ideas on how to use this, but and we have it there as to throw out.
3: It's not that impossible to warm up the wax seal, remove it, look what's inside, and present that info as part of our gambit.
1: None of you, as far as I know, are a forger.
3: We have lots and lots of money,
1: but you do not have the Giovanni signet ring.
3: I'm not saying destroy the seal. I'm saying like warm it up, and you see it in movies. I'm I'm just
1: yeah. It's not that simple. You okay. break, it, you crack that wax, and you're done. It, it the word, the letter becomes useless to both of them. Then, it mm. the play here as a as a, as a storyteller, right? The play was to give you an option. The option is A or B. Now, if you want to risk and shoot for C, I'm all for that, but be prepared because if the dice roll goes south and you crack it, now you have no, neither one of them has the letter to look at to try to earn that trust. You can try you can do it, you can try it. It's out thought, it's thinking outside the box, and I want to reward you for that with an effort with, you know, with allowing you to try, but you could end up with nothing of value. Just be aware of that before you make that call. It's a thought. Absolutely. And it's not a bad one if everybody buys into the, you know, taking that risk.
5: But that means when it's opened, it has to be opened in the sense of preserving it from being being able to be opened again. That means that Noemi would have to be in on that.
1: No, no. Catherine's Here, saying Catherine's saying it for you guys to open it before presenting to either one. Oh, so we just know what it says? So that you have the information that you can share with Noemi to yeah. ba- to build your story and then perhaps just present it to Arturo like normal.
5: Yeah. If that's, in fact, what's in the letter, it could be, you know, something in Arturo's hand that only he would recognize or something like that. We, we don't know what's in I mean,
3: the I, Yeah, we don't, we don't know. It's, it's just a thought here. So.
1: Okay, so you're left with a couple of options, which is the final. How do you want to go about doing it? Let's talk. The le- le- so the lady in the box is staying in the nave of the church. That mm-hmm. seems to be a pretty much solid. Do you yep. want to, A, B, or C, approach Arturo with the letter, gaining his trust early, and then... He should know where Noemi is if you can somehow weasel it out of him. B, search around for trying to find someone who knows where Noemi is and then presenting her with the letter. Or C, open the letter, get what you can out of it, reheat the wax, hopefully without cracking it, and then move on and make your plan from there. What's the vote? I like going to Noemi first.
4: I'm with Professor John School. over Noemi-,
1: here. Noemi first, okay. One more gets the majority. Well, well, I would say Noemi let's first.
2: go to Noemi first, but I'm not for giving her the letter, which was not in your right. options. Correct. Well, no, no, okay, no, so, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wonder, I, I'm I, for seeing, finding her first, but then holding the letter back, okay. holding okay. how it
5: was best to use it. Yep. So um, I and guess it becomes absolutely necessary. Right. Like she's yeah, still so a so the Empire. Empire. She could be like, I'm going to kill you guys because I don't believe anything you're saying. And then we could be like, well,
1: we have our ace in the hole. So Noemi and, is the approach, is the way we're looking at this. Okay.
3: One tiny problem. We have no idea where she is.
1: That's task number one.
3: My vote, if I'm casting a vote, is going to be Senor Giovanni first. That way we can ascertain where she is and then move from there.
5: But we don't know what he's gonna say and what's in the letter.
3: He's also gonna Because if mean,
5: we go to him, we have to give him the letter. Yes. And then it draws us into a completely different angle. And and who knows that letter could say kill these people. It could say anything.
1: That, I mean, for all this effort, I think you can pretty safely assume that he doesn't yeah. want to have just, he could have killed you in 1931. Why send True. you back to do it?
5: It, it? it could be a plot between, and I'm just spitballing yeah. here, but what I'm saying is the options are he could be working with Caravaggio to bring the book back for Caravaggio or whatever. Who knows? You know? Yes. There's, there's no, i there, there's no, we have no idea what his plot is between them, although we do know he's not trustworthy. That's the only thing that makes me nervous about that.
1: Sid, um,
5: yeah. The last thing here <laughs> is remember
2: he wrote that letter to be given in 1347. So something happens between 1347 and 1349. Something wow, that he bro. didn't he he wanted. So my fear is that whatever's in this letter is meant for 1347
5: and might have transpired already. Which That's would it. It, which would tee off Arturo here now as to why are you guys in 1349? Right? you not oh. acting in good faith.
3: Oh, the ritual went wrong. I'm so sorry. I've never done magic before, Mr. Giovanni. I'm sorry. It's fine. We're here to kill your sister now. It's fine. Like, eh.
2: Gaming in California. With <laughs> Venetian <laughs> California girls. Like, hi.
4: Venetian Valley girls. <laughs> no, I've not I heard this side of Catherine before. Like, ditzy blonde. They sound like me. It's there. It's there.
5: It's no judgment it's... against any ditzy blondes in the world.
1: Right. I wish they all could be Venetian hey, girls. I'm a ditzy
4: blonde. I love the...
1: Do you want to spend the day trying to track down Noemi? And if not, we can you can look at the Arturo plot maybe tonight if necessary. You know he won't be out till well after dark. Yep. Yep. I think okay. that's
0: a good idea. I yeah, think that'll cover cut. all bases.
1: All right, so Markham has blacked out. Um, while shopping, with the amount of money that he brought, a lot of the shopkeepers were offering him also cheap stomped wine. Um, that's you know just high alcohol content, not really aged well. So he is much further into his day than he normally should be but uh if you need him you're gonna have to wait a couple hours for him to wake up if you want to go out without him that's fine too but you don't speak good italian so we're gonna say that by about 2 p.m he is in a state where at least he can function and he's got a little bit of a headache going but he's up and about and ready to take you around and he says so um um <clears throat> my apologies i'm a bit tender at the moment my friends but you're seeking a name i i thought i heard you mention it several times before i've expunged the rest of my lunch all over this poor woman's kitchen floor but what the name that you seek the person that you're trying to find is a a lady of some standing is what i'm picking up so where would you think would be a place that we should look for her or Ask for the name in question.
5: Our understanding is that she resides on one of the outlying islands in the bay, her, and she goes. Her, her her Christian name is Giovanni.
1: Giovanni. Hmm. On the islands, this is interesting. I've I haven't I haven't heard of this before. I know the Giovannis are spoken of in many many different tones. Um, during the day, they are praised as being patrons of the city and. People who, have, who do great deeds and have risked life and limb to help keep this beautiful city of Venetia from overburden of plague. And, uh, but, and at night they are whispered upon as uh, the, the ferryman of death and terrible. I mean, it's, it's all about the timings. Uh, I, I know the name, the surname, but this first name of Noemi, I, 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 it rings no bell, would it be something of uh, maybe a priest Uh, might know someone who would be a confessor for her perhaps um would that be an avenue or tact you would wish to pursue
5: i think the best avenue or tact to pursue is somebody that um we might be able to buy off and that doesn't usually translate in my book to priest
1: well sir you haven't lived in italy very long
5: (laughs) shall we call it shall we call it a tithe then
1: (laughs) oh then sir you can Bounce your way from from the box out outside of Purgatory with enough tithe. I'm sure we can find the name of someone, uh, especially from a family so so suited and so well thought of through Venezia, We can find the name of this this Noemi, if uh, we wish to um, speak with one of the local clergy.
5: I would note though it's important that we keep Arturo Giovanni out of this. That he knows who, you know our searches and our work
1: here hmm. well I can't say that I've I know much about his religious comings and goings and if he's a mass a day type of man but I have heard mostly that that particular Giovanni tends to be the ferryman I spoke of and only about during the evenings so I would think that we should assert that we should be able to move about the city and quietly whisper the name with some degree of uh security and stealth
5: Sounds like a plan. Does everybody else sound, uh, like, uh, Mr.
1: Markham's idea here?
3: Let's find this woman I want out of here.
1: Yes, well, of course. It's the smell, I know. I'm sorry. She's just cleaning it up. Now, if, um, let us move on and, uh, uh, as far as, there are several beautiful, um, churches here in Venice. Um, the one that I'm thinking of, uh, that we could make our way to in a few minutes of walking this fine city would be the Chisea di San Giacomo de Rialto. Um, one of the, uh, it's a magnificent church. I'm I'm sure you, you would love to see it. Shall. Um, I'll lead the way, sir. Please do. Okay.
2: Fantastic, fantastic.
1: <laughs> yes, Catherine, that's the ritual church. It's called Synchronicity, and it's one of those things we gamekeepers love to do to people. So we're going to head over to the church that you ported into through the sacristy in your horrible black magic ritual to hecate or hecate and the three fates the kindly ones the old ones the ladies and you're going to make your way there so yes in in daylight the church as you can see uh people at home you can easily google this it's the chisea di giacomo rialto uh it's a very old very different looking church than you would think it almost looks like it wasn't designed originally as a church but it, it supposedly was It does not have the standard cathedral-esque quality because it was built in like a thousand something. So the architecture is slightly different, but uh, you make your way there and outside you run into a throng of people during the day. Um, You have people that are trying to make donations to the church for family members. You have all kinds of... People lined up that have just sniffles and colds, runny nose, uh, boils on one, you know, person with a bad leg. So you've got this just throng of about two, three hundred people in the piazza that seem to be begging entrance to the church, to come and kiss the feet of the Virgin and you know pray inside the church. The priest is walking. Uh, the priests are walking among the the throng and are selecting certain people to go in. They have with them, one of them has a very large sack that seems to be depositing things that people are offering. A goblet here, pewter plate. They're taking the sick in by what they can afford. Uh, Not an uncommon practice. You know, you deal with who you can deal with. um, But you definitely are starting to see the, this is the first time you've seen the effect and the hysteria among the really poor of the city uh, and how it's driving them you know not um, let's be honest in the 1300s people were incredibly religious anyway, especially in Italy but you're seeing the the panic throng of people as they push towards this church and are asking for anything a blessing just let me just touch me help me heal me and it definitely pulls at your heartstrings it's it's a it's a tough sight to see. Off to one side is a monk with a black wooden stand. Uh, with a box on top. Um, Keeper, and, can I
5: ask real quick? We, yep. we, were, we, we got currency, right? Like a lot yep. of currency. Yeah, yeah. He gave you currency. Okay. Yeah. He, so he, we he have gave you the change. We can, be, we can be like tucking into people's hands and things like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, be, you can always you break, can break down another ingot for more, sure.
3: Why, um, why would we? Like, I'm not trying to be an asshole. Why would we do that? That is super drawing attention to ourselves.
5: <laughs> well, charity is charity. <laughs>
3: There's a time and a place. Okay.
1: Yeah, and it, and it's now and always. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you heard it here first, folks. Professor John Schooley, <laughs> Teutonic uh, healer from... Uh, that was the... Oh, the Hospitallers. He's he's <laughs> he's definitely a man of the Hospitaller uh, knights. Yes,
5: I would fit right into the Order of St. John's. That's
1: right, to St. John's. <laughs> so this one monk is sitting by himself, and he is he's wearing unlike the franciscan's who wore the um the the brown robes of their order this gentleman is in black his head is covered um he's wearing his hands are kind of closed and hung hung inside the robe um he looks to be more of a benedictine monk in, in that the dress is definitely better it's it is black it's hot as hell but he's dressed finer belt is made of a of a very good quality leather not just a simple rope satched or you know singed around his waist and he's off to the side with this stand and a black box on it no one is around him for you know as you approach the piazza and you're looking at all these people then you see one woman make her way through the crowd and whisper something to him and he nods and she drops a slip of paper in to the box and you hear him just you know through the crowd and the, the, the noise and everything he hears he must say something there's a mumble but you can't pick it up because these people are screaming for the mer- the virgin. The virgin, help me. But the woman, tears in her eyes, makes her way away from the monk and into the crowd. Now, you can try to track her if you want to try to talk to her, but Markham is looking around saying, hmm, we're probably going to need a couple of those um lyre that I gave to you, sir. Sir John, uh, in order to bring one of these brothers closer to us where I might be able to ask your query. Do I have your permission, sir, to try to draw their attention?
5: Discreetly, yes, but the, the gentleman there at the table and the finer robes it seems seems like the person to talk to
1: yes sir he works directly with the doge he reports to them and the box that you see in front of him sir is the name of potential people who may or may not be needing a um ride to Poveglia. that is not a box that or a man that we would want to get too familiar with, if you uh, get the drift of my meaning, sir. He's uh, the the papers that are replaced inside that box could damn a whole family to Arturo's ferry. Oh,
5: I see what he's saying. Right, right. We want to we want to so, stay clear of that lot. So, out of out of you know, kind of just discussion-wise, mm-hmm. out of character, is that like a like people would, you know, I don't like this guy, so they throw the name in there yep. or. You know, political reasons or things like that. This was those sort of machinations going on.
1: Yeah. So Venice um, was a city, especially in, uh, through the 13 and 16, 1700s, where they had boxes all over the city in which you were allowed to drop an allegation against any member of the society or the city itself, it was handled as if it was true and you had to prove your innocence. So if you put that so-and-so as a philanderer, so-and-so as a sodomite, so-and-so, they were arrested and then witnesses had to be called forward in order to, to get you out. It was a nasty game, but it kept a lot of people very honest because they were afraid if they screwed around too much, they would get caught. Kept people polite for the most part. But, um, yeah, neighbor reporting neighbor for the smallest infraction did occur.
5: All right. So yes, uh, Mr. Markham, <laughs> your your words uh, speak true. Uh, definitely. Please, uh, you know, you the money is there for this purpose to uh, to find the information we need.
1: Yes, I once spent ten days in jail because they said that a cabin boy. Lifted too much wind into my sail, which was absolutely not the case, sir. I can assure you. Um, but uh, it was reported. What happened
5: sea? Well, n-
1: not on my ship, sir. So I run a, I run a Christian, good tight ship, and I tight is probably. Let me tight ship yeah. yes let me move on so brother uh sir you there and he starts speaking in italian and finally one of the you know seeing the way you you are all dressed the one of the brothers immediately starts making his way now people are pulling on his robes you behind him you did not notice right away a, a, a hunchback a monk that's sort of bent over a little bit squattish um with a double braid of rope with three knots in it And anytime the peasants grab onto the friar or the father, he just, he hits them. He just gives them a shot. You know, just bam, bam, getting them off, making sure that the priests are not molested and that if they don't wish to talk to you or they feel the gifts that you are presenting are not adequate enough for their time and attention, they get a shot. So yeah, it's, he's security. And as you see this, you're like, wow, this, this is ridiculous. But you notice that the three or four groups mulling through the crowd, each has a brother, a servitor. Uh, you know somebody who's just really severe and smite. yeah slapping away I'd rather him. in full <laughs> right so this one friar comes towards you and he starts speaking to markham and he says noemi uh, giovanni uh, sir noemi no he says he's um he's saying no folks but i'm not sure that i'm agreeing with that <laughs> with that sir and he repeats again no- noemi uh, giovanni look,
5: markham that is what the money is for
1: uh, yes, sir, I know, but I hate to part with it so easily when
5: these brutes... No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't... Your money is not this money. Your money is other money. But it's... Part with it. It's easily still coins, can... sir. Spend oh. the money, Mr. Markham. Tears. Let... Let the money speak
2: stronger than the words.
1: Sidney, I'm... Your accent belays that you are from our fair country, but... My God, sir. <laughs> this is... This is outrage! You are no, Englishman! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Our oh, are
4: right greedy old bastards.
1: <laughs> yeah, greedy bastard. So he holds out quite a few coins into his hand, and the, the monk, the monk with the whip, his eyes go up like, hmm. <laughs> "Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty hefty." He says, "Um," da, 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 he whispers to him, and he goes, "Grazie, signora. Grazie." He says, "We should come back at seven p.m., sir, and that we are to enter through." Th- the rear of the church. He will have some information about this Noemi. Let him know I, um, and, uh,
2: we'll be bringing you more
1: I, gifts with us.
2: More gifts? I slowly bow if, towards him. Is, and sort of urge the others to do the same thing, to sort of yeah. bow towards him. Okay.
3: Catherine? As, as Catherine is bowing, she's like, is anyone concerned this isn't safe? This feels very clandestine. I don't like it. Why can't he just say it now?
5: I think it's for his for his own safety. I mean... Yeah.
4: Don't worry, I'll scope out the place before we, we enter. Good, good plan! Love a good scoping.
5: Just be careful
2: you don't get picked up as an evening skoker.
1: No, she'll be able to- I she'll...
4: resent that! She said I am scoping! A good...
2: It's just a matter of who's outside at dusk, dear.
1: It's all it is.
4: I'm a good Protestant woman.
1: No, no. you're a good Catholic no. woman. We don't know what Protestant means in 1349. <laughs> There's no such things as a Protestant. I don't know what that is.
4: I know. Yeah, you're Probably with no, us or no, the against so that tells okay.
1: me. Okay. I know
4: Martin Luther hasn't really happened yet.
1: So the rest of the group is sure. going to fade out and kind of walk back with Markham a little bit. Aveline, your goal at this point—it's a couple hours away. Did you just want to linger in the area? I'm assuming you're wearing regular slacks underneath your dress because you know you move quickly. And if you're not, let me know. But I'm assuming you have some, uh, either that or a, a small parcel in your arms that allows for extra change of clothing if you needed to. Whatever. But is it your goal to stay and scope out the church itself? Or are you going with the group and then making your way back later?
4: I actually just had a thought. I'm going to hide it within the crowds of the peasants and watch the priest we just talked to and see if he starts communicating with anybody suspiciously while taking a measure of the area. But like, I'll watch him for maybe like an hour to see if he informs possibly anybody or a guard Okay. Like, hey, these people are nosing about, and like, they're gonna arrest us. Gotcha.
3: you I want to get that sense. Fine
2: dress, though. Yeah, Remember. you're in pretty good quality clothing. You don't look. Like hey, you're gonna stand out
1: just by the nature of what you're wearing. You're a lady.
4: Oh, where's mud? Get me to a pile of mud.
1: No, 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 no. Just we'll say that you have other clothes with you in a parcel that you can make your way into a tavern or you know close a. A, you know, just go into a, a house or a, 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 a shop, a merchant yeah. shop, and just try something else on, buy a vest that's made, and, and, and come out with different clothing on. It'll, it'll raise a little suspicion. Like, the shopkeeper are like, what the hell are you dressing like that for? But with enough gold, it'll get you back into regular street clothes without a problem.
2: Yeah, you have to remember, it's not going to be easy to wash those clothes. We're talking about a time when literally people wash once a year.
0: I also oh, no. would have punched you well, in I'm the mouth. I'm just not
4: afraid.
2: So the
1: rest what of the is team... is
4: everybody's problem? I'm, I am willing to... <laughs> hide in any way possible throw my gun into a canal and everybody yells at me
1: you're doing fine don't <laughs> what's
0: my problem um, what's my, my problem mom. i went out shopping with that drunk i had to deal with him going oh no 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 babe no. darling uh, don't, don't touch my rear don't touch my behind <laughs> and i had to deal with that to get that beautiful dress on you and those jewels that bring out your eyes i swear to god if you so much as come back with a speck of dirt on there i'm kicking your ass back to 1931 I swear to God, Abilene, don't test me. You
2: know, for a okay. second there, I swore you were a middle-aged sailor.
1: <laughs> for for a second there, I thought it was Catherine. Um, okay. So.
3: Catherine would like it known. All right. Catherine would like it known that her heart, her little heart, went pitter patter when they got <laughs> mad like that.
5: Did it just grow two sizes too
1: big? Yeah.
3: It was. She. It's like oh, a kindred spirit
1: and the Ross's heart grew <laughs> and, two sizes that day
4: you know I've met lone sharks who are more like kind <laughs> than you <laughs> ah <laughs> quote
1: from me. the ref thanks
4: Faye
1: <laughs> thank you Faye. Kayla that's one of my favorite Christmas movies um so the rest of the team makes their way out with Markham with the understanding that Faye will get back to them uh or meet them here around 7pm uh before we get to Faye is the other do the rest of you need want to do anything or is it just going to be a have a quick bite to eat get you ready for Abilene, this Dad? evening do a little sightseeing you mean Eveline? I'm sorry, Eveline, not Faye. Yes, I apologize. Okay, so you guys are going to sightsee. So you do, you walk <laughs> around. Um, you do see sections of the city which are far more uh, affected. Some homes have been burned out and smoked out. Today, there's only two or three houses in this one quarter of this one area that are still billowing smoke with plague. Sometimes they would set fire to the homes, especially at this point, because 1349, the a lot of the flu had died down. The the deaths were becoming a little, a little bit more controlled. You were having less and less... Catherine, what did you, I'm sorry, you had something?
3: It doesn't need to be right this second, Right. but right. before we do, I want to go to an apothecary. Okay. And get, leeches. Um, no, like, <laughs> like, bandages, like, alcohol, more, like, I want to buy alcohol, <laughs> but i have bandages. Did what? not exist. Bandages? Like, a piece I mean, of cloth?
1: Yeah, cloth. Right.
3: How did people right. sew up wounds? Like, <laughs> at gut
4: and,
1: very like,
4: li- like, very thick twine yeah. like line or something Fishing, there was no they,
5: medicinal alcohol
3: they yeah. used their mother's sewing needle and prayed that's how they yeah. did and i'm gonna acquire a mother's sewing needle and we're gonna pray kids okay You're doing dangerous shit all right
1: so catherine you take care of that along your journey you find yeah. a barber surgeon who is known the entire citywide for his excellent amputations he can hack off a limb like no business. yeah this is this man is He's the guy. I mean,
5: you, want... you could get, like, a bottle of really strong spirits. Absolutely. That's what they would use. You yeah. Know?
1: They would just hit it with some sort of an alcohol, but not an actual clean alcohol. Not like, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, it wasn't, like, rubbing alcohol or something. Right.
1: Aveline, so go ahead and make a stealth roll for me, and after you've gone to the shop and picked up a nice little vest to dress up your peasantry garb a little bit, why don't you go ahead and make a roll for me on your stealth?
4: 19.
1: Okay. And um, that
4: will be a... Wait, hold on. I have 65 now in stealth. It's not a critical success yet, but it is a hard
1: success. Right. So, yeah, you blend in the crowd with no problem. After about 45 minutes, the hunchback that was with this particular friar beats his way back to the front and walks back to the church. The monk is still doing a couple things, letting people through, uh, but they've pretty much mulled through the crowd and picked who they're going to bless today and do the holy water sa- you know, the sacraments upon and try to, you know, hopefully... Faith heal and and clear up uh, whatever ailment they are you know attesting to. You see the monk, the um, the hunchback monk, run, leave the building, make his way down some side streets. Now you have a choice. You can stay here or you can attempt to follow him. It's your call. Your stealth roll is so good, you're easily gonna be able to follow the guy, and he's moving with pretty good haste. He's loping. I mean, he's half running. You know, kind of. But he's making his way down along the side of the church and take, you know, he's about to turn right and go over, you know, another bridge into an alleyway and make his way through into the city somewhere. Do you want to follow him or let him go? I want to follow. So about 10 minutes he runs and finally you see him enter this alleyway with just an arch and it's very dark. It's it's narrow it's probably just wide enough for him to kind of scoot into straight to turn around. It would be tight. It would take, you know, like he'd be scraping his body a little bit to rewrite his shoulders. And then he'd have to walk in and out, you know? So once you're on your way in, pretty much you're heading straight. You kind of look down this alleyway as he gets about two thirds of the way down, you hear him knock on what appeared to be a wall. Suddenly it it starts to open and you're looking like, wow, the, that was really well hidden. I can barely... And you're looking around the corner, looking around the corner, and out steps a plague doctor. You hear him say something in Italian. Go ahead and make me a roll. Give me an intel roll.
4: I just made it with a 73.
1: So that's just a regular success? Yeah. Okay. So you you pick up only one word that was said by markham earlier in the day you just you know you you happen to pick up the number and you definitely hear him say seven that's the only word you made out of that entire conversation the plague doctor nods once doesn't turn to go back inside just steps back and slowly shuts this door which like i said to you appears almost like a wall now you see him turning and he's heading towards you what do you do
4: try to get out of the way and find a corner to hide in.
1: Yeah, your stealth action, I mean, you got a hard success. He's not looking. He doesn't believe he's being followed. Again, you don't even look a lot like you did earlier when he took notice of you in the fancy dress. He takes off and he heads back in the direction of the church. It, this happens at about 5 p.m. You're waiting outside. The rest of the team is wandering, making their way back In about 6.30, I would say, gang, is that sound about right? You'd make your way to the church. And at 6.30, you meet up with Aveline and she's off you know, she catches you and moves you off into the safety of one of the buildings that overlooks this piazza she's watching. As the sun is getting, you know, it's setting, but it's, don't get me wrong, it's Italy at seven o'clock. It's, it's it's bright, but not, it's dusk. You know, it's coming to dusk. She points out across the corner, and sure enough, you see three or four of these plague doctors, we'll say three at this point, make their way almost as if they're floating. It's just, the the, the, the robes barely billow, but they're that same style, the same hat, just push their way across and enter the church through the rear
4: and Mr. there they are
5: and this is all of us or this is Aveline still there no nope,
1: everybody's together now at 6 30 oh, okay. and they've watched so the had, doctors
5: arrive yep she had warned us about that yep so.
3: well hmm. this is grand
5: this is marvelous. this is wonderful trap yeah should we kill that some little, more plague
4: doctors that, that little man with the hunchback <laughs> well that's the one an that told that's them an option. where we would be
5: <laughs> shall we kill more plague doctors <laughs>
0: I'm always willing to kill more Plague Doctors.
5: The Great Plague Doctor expungement of (laughs) 1349. (laughs) We're making history. We could kill three of them and keep one.
3: Yeah, killing three of them eliminates lots of our little things called bullets, which we still need to have. So maybe, I don't know. I could go in with somebody with a decent amount of stealth and we could do
4: this quietly. Rather than obnoxiously shooting, let's say, like, a sawed-off shotgun into a doorway.
1: So you're saying like you want to, like, stealth butcher kill?
3: Them. Yes. Four people? No, that- we're not gonna let- that's,
1: that plus, seems
5: a plus bit- Plus the priests. Yeah. Well,
3: yeah. I mean, the priests why, are why probably are we, gonna fight back, we...
5: but I can't imagine they're, like, battle priests. <laughs> um, well-
0: Battle priests?
5: I know. <laughs> like saying- Why are we if, killing If violence them? happens, the priests are probably gonna run. Well- I'm what? not interested
0: in being taken by plague doctors. Sorry.
4: No. And neither
3: what, am what I, I. So
0: maybe we should just cut our losses and uh. Oh, Go find Arturo. Yeah. Try a new
3: plan. So
1: maybe. this actually, church, Arturo actually, did indicate. On. Arturo did indicate in the future that he had been connected to this church for some time. You know. So um, how about how about this? So the the doctor,
5: excuse me, the doc, the, the, the the priest that we talked to, right? Yeah. That we gave money to. Sure. Clearly has information clearly knows the score of things went and has enough contact to bring in these people or what have you so why don't we just chill you know hey it got blown they all leave or whatever and then we nab that priest you'd be like oh well your little plan didn't work and now you pissed us off okay and we get, and then and then we see what information we can get out of the priest
1: that's an that's an option uh avaline what were you going to say
4: this plan might not be a good idea but i Like, Abilene would say, I actually do know where they were hiding out and where they came from. Maybe we raid the place.
5: Ooh. Um, Ooh! Ooh, take this opportunity while they're here to go back and burn out their house?
4: There could be a hundred of them in there! It was too small of a space. It was hidden inside of a wall.
1: You can't... don't make that... don't make that guarantee. You have no idea what building... The building they came out of, it was the, the side of a building. You didn't take note of the dimensions. It could have been a whole basement. It could be a whole building of them. You do I mean, but It was you, a
4: small alley. it was a small alley correct. that led into a secret hideout. So that's where she's getting that
1: But do not to relay that. You I your character doesn't feel comfortable enough to say it was a small, that there may only be a few. You really have no idea their number. Just some, I just don't want you to tell them that and then when there's 50 of them they get oh my god, you know. So you saw what you saw. You think it's small, but you really have no you're not sure.
4: Logically there is logic there. It's just- That I was thinking about, there can't be a basement because we're in Venice, it's water, and they could be a bit of a bigger space, but surreptitiously that's where I was thinking, it's like you don't want to have like a huge hideout, it's more of a, hey, little meeting place, maybe a couple beds, but... We can we can go off of that. That's where my head was at. and That's why I suggested it.
1: Understand the logic, but if you're gonna tell them, tell them what you saw, and then let make the call. Don't don't jump to that kind of a conclusion because you may be very wrong. That's I just don't want you getting trapped in it. That's all. So yeah. is the and, idea to? Sh- I'm talk? sorry, Catherine.
3: I'm I'm cool with roughing up a priest if we wait and if that works out. And if not, time is ticking, man. Time is ticking. We gotta find this noemi chick sooner rather than later kill arturo sooner rather than later because every minute that we're here it seems things are going to happen we are also perpetually exposed to plague
1: there is still the chance of plague but you are hitting with antibiotics you should be safe you have enough doses yet you're in good shape well
5: we're definitely not going and knocking on that door so are we are we hanging here in a position of hiding waiting for the uh for the beak faces to leave is that what we're doing
1: let's hang out for a bit
5: are we in a position that's well hidden and yeah for now mm-hmm.
1: yeah you're you're eventually the, the shop keep is is closing up so you take a different you know angle or view of the church and sure enough 10 bells go off in the in the chapel you you know up in the in the tower you hear the boom it's got it's starting to ring and at 10 you see the three and uh, that entered through the rear and two come out the front. They don't notice you. Like, they don't look around. They don't change the angle of their head. They just fall into a perfect line and with five feet between each, just swoove across the piazza and head down towards the docks. Shopkeepers have closed up. Windows are boarded. And off in the distance, you hear the chant, Il Familico! Il Familico! Ten bells! Ten bells! Il Familico! The city just the sound level drops even more than it was um, in the evening. This is the time of the Il familico. They've been given this nickname, the Ravenous, uh, because they are unstoppable in their quest to find those that are ill or potentially have been exposed. And bring them, you know, to Arturo and the ferrymen down at the docks to be cascaded and taken away out of Venice. So this, they appear to be on the move. Uh, You see them cross a bridge at the end of the, at the end of the street. They break off in pairs of, you know, two here, three go this way. Another one comes from a side alley and he goes straight. You just see them start to fan out across the city.
5: So we we don't want to be out on the streets after 10 o'clock is what I'm hearing.
1: Unless you're going to approach Arturo directly um, or you're already inside of a building and they don't come into it. I mean, some buildings have paid to be left alone. Some buildings are safer than others. It's it, Yeah, but the this is the problem of Venice in 1349 with Arturo running the, the, the show on capturing people. He's so making the, a business the
5: out of it. The Yeah, the plan at the church seems to be a strikeout. These things are all over the streets. If we go in there and create a kerfuffle, you know, right now, then we risk these things coming down on us again.
1: You You could make your way into the church with the skills that you have, find the particular friar and question him. They've left this area, as far as you know. They've moved away from the church itself, fanning out through the city. You could still probably make that work. Yeah, there's a risk, but... As long as you're not overtly loud, uh, you should be able to get some things done.
5: Which of us are the most um, the most sneaky? I mean, obviously Abilene.
3: Not I, said the curvaceous, tall, blundering nurse.
5: Yeah, I um, mean, my dex is, you know, Sid and I are not the dexterous ones. Right. You know?
0: Faye has a really high dex, um, but what? also I have, my stealth is 40. So I'm, All right. I'm decent.
5: Yeah. You know, twice is... what the base number is, that's good. I have a stealth of 45. Oh, Okay. Wow. And your dexterity is 40. Oh, it doesn't really govern by that though, does it? No. Sorry. No, no. right. But I digress. Right. In um, my case,
2: it, it ties into my, my character's history and what he did. You,
5: if you're tunneling underneath Germans, you might totally want to be quiet. Yeah, yep, totally get it. sapper. Yeah, I mean, if, if we want to hang back and be prepared to, like, charge in if there's evidence of trouble, you know, probably not best for all five of us to try to go sneaking in there, right?
1: Well, the Bring other that. option is that you could do is you know where the lady is. She's in the nave of this particular church. If you were able to get in very quietly after hours, remove the stone and open the box, she might know where Noemi is. We hadn't even thought about very
5: that.
2: good point.
1: We had not even thought about that. Yeah, but it's we might want to idea. wait till later. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying doing it at eight p.m. at ten p.m. Dead of 9. and let's pay attention to the candles.
0: I think that digging Davina up might be a pretty good
2: idea absolutely okay well, it's not really digging she's under a stone in the floor yeah, pull up one of the you, flagstones yeah. yeah
0: yeah you know what i mean yeah
2: you yeah.
5: know what i mean jesus you god know you know, know what i, I mean, mean. Digging. yes yeah but still a job for sid and aveline what do you think aveline
1: oh definitely aveline yeah and sid
4: whoever can keep that mouth shut and who won't trip over some stairs that's important
1: <laughs> wow <laughs> referencing important. episode six uh, from the podcast <laughs> nice. with a stair trip, okay.
4: I love you, John. Well,
1: I've,
2: I've got a strength of sixty-five and a dex of forty. So, well, the stealth is going to be the number,
1: up, not the stealth, not the dex.
2: Right. Well, the stealth I think is good. The strength for picking up the stone, I imagine, should right? be fine. Wait,
3: dude, we're the same strength. We We should arm wrestle.
2: Wow. Dude, I'm totally done with it.
3: <laughs> Everyone dude. needs a California accent. Like all not characters. about
5: strength, dude. It's about skill. It would be your fighting brawl.
3: Okay, John. <laughs>
5: okay, it's okay a John. I'm over the top. Over the top, it shows, man. It's skill, bro. Right. Portuguese jujitsu. Well, um,
4: my fighting <laughs> girl is a fifty-five. What do you have to say about go. that now?
1: You got him. You, you're right. gonna own him, Abilene. We've already seen you whoop a Berlin, a, a German doctor in the middle of the, the lobby. I'm sure. Sure, won't be any problem. All right, so, so are we, are we yeah. hanging
5: out here or are we going That's, back to the room? Because it's we have to wait more to the middle of the night, right? Yeah,
1: what the candles get replaced sometime in the in the late uh, part of the the night. So you, when you arrived last time, it was just about midnight. and The candles were burning down. You figured you had a little bit of time. So we'll say between midnight and twelve thirty. So if you approach any time after one p, one a.m., you should be fine. Um, you should be able to get in and out with not too much difficulty, and. I'm going to give you guys a roll for whoever attends. So first, let's set up. Who's going... Is everyone else going back with Markham to the house? Or is it your... Do you want to stand guard in case something goes south? That you have people outside helping, ready to help you get out.
5: Yeah, I think we all want to be here for the operation, okay. but the three of us would just be on the outside. So if something goes south, we can, you know, come in guns of blazing, subdue the situation, and then get everybody out. Okay. Even yeah. Just blazing.
1: Just, just remember,
5: yeah. uh, remember those sniffing fellows
2: because they didn't seem to need visuals very much.
1: Right. You want to keep an eye out for the the Fomelico. Absolutely. If you right.
5: see them coming, that's a problem. But we're not
1: their target audience anymore. No.
5: We're not, we're not, we're obviously not diseased and we don't look like we are the type of people that can be they're looking for the people that aren't going to be missed that they can just round up yeah. and ship
1: off and make money on right now right? yeah,
0: we look we look From the like, city
1: exactly
0: yeah. we look higher class now
1: okay so before we take our before we close this episode out for the night i'm going to we're going to set it up like this i need either aveline or sid to make me a luck roll uh whoever's luck they feel is higher currently do not tell me the number Sid, just, you can say my luck is in good shape, it's in bad shape, it's in great shape. Aveline, how's your luck? Good, bad, great?
4: Untouched, so really good.
1: Untouched, really good. Sid, what's your luck? Decent. Okay, so Aveline, sounds like you should probably be making this roll. Go ahead and make me a luck roll, please.
3: Mm-hmm. Come on, Aveline. I swear to God. Wow! I sw- that's a I, one! That's a I, one. Don't want, that's I don't want one.
1: anyone to believe that the Keeper is starting to become a little suspicious but the keepers becoming a little bit suspicious. They're getting on. The, I am not seeing anybody miss many rolls. <laughs> but that's okay. Don't we're good. Worry. All right. Don't so one
4: critical coming. fails last time.
1: I know you're always I yes. I know the group has had many critical fails. One for every ten crit successes. All right. So no problem. We're good. Uh. So the critical one is a one. Not only is the window unlatched, but someone was cleaning it earlier, and there is a ladder outside leading up to it. So you. <laughs> <laughs> the the la- the window that Aveline latched out of last time when she secured the front door is still unlocked. Uh, it's still open. One of the monks forgot to bring in the ladder when he was doing service to the window. Uh, he got called away for something and happened to leave his ladder there. So when we start the next show, we'll begin with uh, the climb into the church and the conversation with... Uh, Davina check the lady in the box. So from all of us here at the Bardock College and Cthulhu and Kairo, I want to say thank you very much for listening. Like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff Faye talks about at the end. Uh, players, thank you very much. It's about to get intense. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes after we find out where Noemi is. And uh, for all of you listening to this show, we always appreciate your patronage. Uh, you're a great group of people and we thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Raz. Players, good night. Thanks, everyone. And we'll be back soon to Nacht. do this again. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.